do a bunch of weird stuff in your sleep. <laughs> yeah. I, go I, on. I do do that. I'm sure our audience would love to hear this. Um, <laughs> no, what you did... Oh, man. There are a few things that you've done that are... Mm-hmm. pretty crazy but i can't remember well that. i don't know that i've done any since you've known me i i, I used to sleepwalk um, you have because <laughs> i'm awake when you're asleep sometimes uh well at least i i mean i just i, I remember a friend of mine uh who stayed the night in middle school and we were watching the x-files and she, i fell asleep and she was still awake and she said i i woke up on woke up on two occasions one in which i sat up took her blanket said sorry and went back to sleep and then the other one, she said, I turned to her and I said, you have to throw the computer at the window. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> then I went back to sleep. That's horrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that reminds me, one time in college, I was asleep in my dorm room. And uh, a friend of mine called me on my cell phone. And my roommate was sitting at his computer, which was right across the very small dorm room from my bed. And he said, I sat up in my bed. I have no memory of this. He said, I sat up in my bed. I uh, picked up the phone and held it to my ear. And I listened for a little bit as uh, the person on the other line said some things. And then I just started going, wake up, wake up, over and over again into the phone. Then I hung it up and put it down and lay back down in bed. What? And he just sat there at his computer and watched me do that. I have absolutely no memory of that. But the person on the other line confirmed that I did say some weird things into the phone. So That's wild. We got to do like an experience point in a sleepover at some point. Oh, man. And just take a bunch of drugs beforehand just to see what weird things happen. Oh, Send us your drugs, everybody. Send us your drugs. Send us your drugs. Not your drug dogs, though. Pass that. Let's do a podcast. Okay. Uh, hey, everybody. We're Experience Pointers. We are a trio of uh, RPG gamers and game masters and just nice people who want to talk about RPGs. Um, I'm Grav. I'm Megan. And I'm Jordan. And before we get the show started, I hear we have a new sponsor. We do. We Ooh. do. Okay. Uh, our new sponsor is Ben Danish. Oh! Ben Danish wanted to sponsor the Experience Pointers podcast, mm-hmm. uh, so he uh, he was he was very kind and gracious and sent us uh, a little something that he that he cooked up for us that I think we should we should read to uh, our listeners. Um, so okay. from Ben Danish, we have a question: What is Cheddar's favorite five E weapon to wield? Cheddar's? Yes. Like, like, like the, the cheese. cheese. What is Cheddar's favorite 5e weapon to wield? Uh, I don't know. What is it? A great axe. And that's. Oh, I see what you did there. That's great, I like G R A T E. A great axe. <laughs> Uh, so that is that is coming from Ben Danish. Uh, ben Danish, thank you very much for your sponsorship. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, so today on Experience Points, we're going to be talking about session zeros, the importance of session zeros, and uh, why we think they're important and what you do during them. And uh, yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with this. What is a session zero. And let's see if we can say what a session zero is without ruining all of our talking points and just getting it all out right now. <laughs> can we say what a session zero is without plowing ahead and um, already going through everything that we are uh, planning on talking about? I mean... Who's up to the challenge? I don't know if I am. <laughs> uh, it is the first meeting... <laughs> for your new campaign. Uh-huh. And you do first meeting things there. 
Such as? <laughs> nope, don't talk about those. Nope. Uh, no, a session zero is just kind of like, yeah, it's like your pre-campaign uh, get-together um, with your players and with your GM, mm-hmm. um, where you are preparing for your upcoming game, for your upcoming session, so that you can dive in uh, at the next session and just hit the ground running without having to do a bunch of clerical work or, you know, having to combine all of the uh, stuff that you do in a session zero with the first session. Since a lot of people have very limited time to, to right. play, like, if you only have three or four hours to sit down with your friends, maybe, like, once a week, if you're lucky, or more likely once every two weeks or once a month, right? Um, people want to play, um, and you don't want to try and sandwich, but you also got to give this stuff time, the session it's, zero stuff. Yeah, it's also an opportunity to get everyone on the same page and to... Um, uh, often in new games, there's uh, you don't know all the players, so it's a good time to meet. That's true. Yeah, it's, everyone. It is a lot of times, very very rarely. I I will say in in my history of playing RPGs, has everyone in the group known everyone else in the group before things got started? Yeah, like either very rare. Yeah, yeah that's I mean rare. either it's like a group of people who know each other and they want to play, and they bring in someone to GM who knows the game, or um. You know, it's like two different groups of friends that are sort of like getting together to play. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, yeah, I have not played in a lot of games where from the get go, everyone knew everyone else. Yeah. And you, you never know if like your best friend's second cousin is going to make the best half work barbarian. You just never know. That's true. You should meet him before you make that decision to let him in your game. Absolutely. Um, they could be a total weirdo. Yeah, um, that that is true. Uh, it, it can be. <laughs> I mean sort of a jerk move at that point, but it can be sort of like your last minute, like, oop, I want to pull the shoot on having this person in the game. Doesn't yep. seem like uh, that's going to be a good idea. It, it is kind of a jerk move, I suppose, but it is also very important, especially yes. if you're going to have an ongoing game. I mean, if you're going to be yeah. meeting with these people and interacting in that way, you want it to be enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that friend of a friend that wanted to play is my ex-girlfriend? That's going to be weird. Yeah, that's probably mm. not going to no, work No, don't. Me. Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't have to be a jerk about it. No. no. That no. is the important no, thing. No, no, no. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. But yeah, so Session Zero is like your, your pre-campaign, your, your pre-game meetup. Yes. Like before you start the actual mm. game proper, you have a session that is devoted entirely to preparing for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things you can do there is, uh, and that I recommend doing during session zero, is building all of your characters together as a group. Yes. Yes. I think that, that I, I personally think that is, is I think you should always do it that way. I, I've definitely built characters both ways. I've built them, I mean, honestly, more of the games I played back in college and things like that, we really built sort of individually and then brought it together. Uh, right. And n- now I, I I see I just don't see the value in it I because I personally just in the way that I like to play an RPG I like having uh, some sort of uh, relationship with the other characters and I also really value not having duplicates at the table um, which is not always a big deal depending upon the game but to me it's great when everybody has something specific that they that's the role they fill and they're needed. Um, and I, I think it's way easier to do that when you build characters together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know I just said that, you know, people have, uh, very little time to actually meet up in game and they want to start <clears throat> playing. Um, but you don't actually play in a session zero, but that doesn't mean that it's not important. Um, it, it kind of allows you when you do start playing, 
to jump in with having all of this stuff already set up. You don't have to build your characters and then try and shoehorn in 30 minutes of actual gameplay. Right. Because building your characters, depending on what system you're playing, can be very complicated, very involved. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like Megan said, you don't want to have people showing up and being like, oh, we built pretty much the same character. Right. It's like, I'll search for a trap, and then if I fail... Uh, this guy will also search for a trap because we have the exact same uh, proficiency in <laughs> right, that. So, right. you know, yeah. there we go. That's fun. I also, in my experience, uh, most of the games I've played in, and this may not be everyone's, of course, um, there's often a new player or it's a new system. Mm -hmm. So it's a great opportunity. I'm actually doing this tomorrow. It's an opportunity to go, okay, let's run through a simple battle. You know, we're not, we're just doing a combat or we're just doing... Uh, this interaction or whatever, just to learn that particular thing as opposed to having to kind of learn in the process of the first session, second session, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I think character building <coughs> is often a great uh, time to go over like basic rules as well. Yep. Yeah. Because like while you're helping uh, everyone, if you're the GM, if you're helping everyone build their characters, you know, you're also explaining what each of these things are. So if you're like, all right, we're gonna first we're gonna start with attributes. What are attributes? How do those work? Let's go through that real quick. Yeah. Right. And then let's put all that together. Um, it also puts less work on the GM that you're at a table with hopefully new players and maybe some experienced ones so that experienced ones could help new ones. And it's not just the GM messaging back and forth or right. making a phone call or something. It's everybody working together to make a good fleshed out uh, party. Yeah. And even yeah. if there are, even if everyone is new, uh, it's still helpful as a GM because then you only have to explain that once for the group instead of right. four times or five times yeah. for each individual player at your table. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then, like Megan was saying too, building characters together gives you the opportunity to do more than just build the mechanics of the character together. Mm -hmm. uh, you also have the ability to build their actual like character elements, how they interact with each other. You can mm -hmm. set up those those um, relationships with the other characters at the table ahead of time so that you don't have to do for your first session again in order to get into gameplay faster. You don't have to do the like, tavern. you're all approached by a mysterious stranger in a tavern and right. you all have to introduce yourselves to each other and figure out why are we going to work together? Yeah. Just, you know, you can get all Skip that stuff that, yeah. head, headed off um, before you even start yeah. and then you're ready to start playing and like just start up in the action. Yeah, you definitely want to put your players and their characters all on the same page before you start a campaign because otherwise they're going to be starting the game on day one being like, well, why would I want to help you? Yeah. Or why would I want to do this? My character's chaotic evil. Yeah. So... Honestly, you want to nip that in the bud pretty early. I find that to be fairly boring too in gameplay. I mean, it was so it's such a standard uh, thing, but I think at this point, yeah, it's kind of like, don't, like you said, Jordan, or... Uh, there's not often a lot of time to get together with people, so you want the time that you do spend to be meaningful and not like, okay, well, we spent two hours just trying to get on the same page about actually being in a party together. Right. Um, you know, and, and everyone may not experience that, but sometimes you have players that are like, no, I want to take this really seriously and figure it out. Right, yeah. <laughs> so you might get to skip that. I'm not just going to adventure with these guys because I know that I'm supposed to. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, and then, um, it also kind of gives everyone the ability to build characters that feel like they're from the same place. Mm -hmm. So, like, if one guy's like, I'm building a, a real jokey gag character, but everyone else is building these characters with, like, serious backstories and everything, 
they're going to feel discordant. They're going to feel yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay, if we just showed up with these characters, it's like, why is this, why are we adventuring with this clown? Right. Like, yeah. And the clown <laughs> guy's like, be... oh, sorry, I thought we were doing something light, more lighthearted and funny. I must have <laughs> well, misread. Along those lines, though, I think it's also a good opportunity, especially if there are some new people at your table, uh, to get to know play styles. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're not going to get to know all of that until you actually get down into the play. But, but you know, you can kind of go over, like, well, what, what do you guys want to focus on? Like, what what do you enjoy about playing a character? Do you like combat? Do you like role-playing? Do you like something else? Uh, what What's important to everyone at the table? And let's all get on the same page about it so that everyone's happy. And even if you don't want to come straight out and ask your players that, if you're if you're the GM... Uh, you can still pick up on that based on the things they get excited about when they are building their characters, sure. based on the things that they focus on when they're building their characters. So that way, if it feels forced for you to be like, what do you want to do in a role-playing game? Like, if you're not comfortable asking that or you think it feels weird, you can just listen and watch and see what things your, your players naturally gravitate towards mm -hmm. and then use that to kind of inform your own decisions as a GM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so... I think we're already talking about building a world together, essentially. Starting to. Yeah, we're yeah. in that direction. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the second uh, thing on my list here, is building a world together. Yeah. Just as, just as important, I think, as building characters together, you want to build uh, their surroundings of where they start together. And maybe further out than that, but that's a good place to start, is build that uh, small village or small neighborhood, wherever they start. Make that feel like they all belong there. And ha give them a reason to venture out mm -hmm. and do something. And that's also, you know, another thing that's really useful about a Session Zero, especially when it comes to, like, s setting up the world. Like, if you're playing in a pre-published setting or, or a setting of your own creation that you've spent a lot of time and effort on, this is where you can talk to your players about, like, here's what this setting is like. Here's what the world's like. Let me tell you a little bit about the Forgotten Realms. Let me tell you a little bit about... Deadlands. Uh, you know, let me tell you about my own homebrew setting. Here's right. the way the world works. And then, honestly, a lot of times, that's what I would lead with. Um, if if I was playing with a pre-published setting or like a pre-made setting, sure, I would lead with that before we built characters. So I could be like, here's the world. Here's the kinds of people who work in it. Mm -hmm. Now let's see where you specifically fit in it. But right. that's, that's where you want to kind of tell them about the world they're going to be playing in. If... That's how you want to do it. There's another way you can do it, but I, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think you can do that. It's also along similar lines. It's the opportunity to get into exposition. So, like for example, if you have like you all came together, you're like, I'm telling this really specific story. This is the specific game we're going to play, and you might be like, here's all this backstory, you know, for what your characters know, so we can drop in right here. Whatever. I don't know. It could be. I'm talking about that because that's sort of what I'm doing, but um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can kind of approach it anyway, but it is nice to have that either time to build the world or to go, here's everything you need to know before we start. Right. And you don't want to lecture your players. No. You don't want to, like, spend, like, no. let me take 45 minutes to really tell you guys the take history notes. of this place. My, my very first D&D &D game that I ever played in, um, before our first session, we, we did, I think we did kind of a session zero, um... The, the DM, because we were playing D&D, &D, um, did a really cool thing where he put together these folders for us. So he printed out character sheets. Uh, we were playing in Eberron. So he printed out like an overview of the world of Eberron and like what it was like. Oh, that's cool. And then he also made a little um, package of dice for each one of us. And he like stapled it inside the folder. Mm -hmm. And he gave us all a pencil. So it was like we had everything and some scratch paper. So we had scratch paper. Yeah. yeah, basically. We had our character sheet. We had our dice. 
Um, we had a primer on the world we were playing in, and he still talked to us about that kind of stuff. Then we sat down and built characters, but I also, you know, I took that home and like I read through the world and I had a better understanding of what was going on when mm-hmm. we started playing the next session. And that was really, really cool to me. And that was something that I have always tried to make an effort to do uh, something like that, any game that I run, mm-hmm. because it felt like such a... It was like a welcoming gesture from the GM. Like, yeah. here, like I did this for you so that you can more easily come do this with me. I, I think that was really cool. Yeah, I think, I mean, this is sort of, I guess that's a little bit uh, of a tangent. But I actually do think another thing along these lines that's really great is, is being like, here's extra information for you if you want to. Like, it's not necessary. But yeah, if you're kind of dealing with the exposition thing, it's like, here's something that's just like flavor. Yeah. If you want to get into that uh, type thing, which is fun. Yeah. yeah. And a thing I want to touch on is that you you kind of said, uh, you know, welcoming them to your campaign, your world, this game. I think that's such an important thing, but it's also super important to welcome anybody who's never played this type of game mm-hmm. as a person into this world of tabletop RPGs yeah. Yeah. where they're like, I'm going to meet with five people and sit at a table and write things and we're going to make some. I've never done this before. It's totally strange to me. So just coming together, sitting down, no pressure. You're all just learning at the very start, you know, session mm-hmm. zero. That's it's refreshing, I think, compared to other hobbies where you just have to jump in. You know, yeah. you have to just it, it's and the people like I, I used to be a very shy person when I was younger. And so like anytime someone wanted to play this kind of game, like I would be so excited. But I would be like, what if I'm too excited? What if like <laughs> I, get, I get there and they just don't like me because I'm too excited? They're going to think I'm lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I think the enthusiasm that you show at that first session zero will carry on. Through your players, hopefully. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I actually think exactly what you're saying is very important. Yes, the way, especially the GM, but anybody comes in and approaches that is kind of the tone for the players in the game. And that kind of feeds into our next point. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. I want to say uh, something that I think is really cool. Another thing you can do in a session zero if you're not using a pre made setting, uh, and this is I actually started. A, home, a new home game recently for a group of gamers that have never played an RPG before, so I'm kind of in that boat, um, is you can build the world collaboratively mm-hmm. as you build their characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, as we were building characters and I was I was walking them through, we're playing Savage Worlds, of course, uh, I was walking them through, like, how, uh, how they build their characters, but I was also asking them questions, like, when we got to hindrances and things like that, I was having them answer questions about why they had this hindrance that sort of like made them start thinking about the world that they existed in. And then I would, if they said anything interesting, like one guy was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm psychic. And I was like, okay, cool. Is that, is that a common thing? And he was like, no, it's not common at all. And I was like, oh, it's not common. Okay. Why is that? And then I like open it up to the rest of the group. I'm like, what do general people think of people that are psychic? And they started thinking about stuff like that and coming up with their own setting as we played. So I was just trying to develop, like you were saying, Gaurav, their starting town. Sure. But I also was having them think about like, what do they know? How do they feel about the things that they know? And then as they started doing that, you could just see they were like, okay, no, it's not actually that. What it is, is this town's run by a city council that has installed a puppet king. Uh, so we all know that the real power is these people, but the everyone, you know, just pretends to be loyal to the king. And I was like, great. 
all of this stuff is all this work that you guys are doing for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to come up with anything. You guys have literally built this world. Like the more excited they got, the more ideas they started coming up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like just reaping the yeah. benefit of all of these plot hooks. They're just heaping on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're so much more invested when they feel like they own a piece of that, you know, like yes. they helped create this. Yeah. Yes. It's so much better that way. And they don't have to create the entire world. Like, sure. like I said, our, our game is going to be very exploratory. So they're starting off in a walled city, very similar to Attack on Titan. I basically asked <laughs> oh, them, cool. I was like, have you guys ever seen Attack on Titan? And they were all like, no. And I was like, great. So I'm going to throw some <laughs> ideas out and you guys are going to think that I'm brilliant. Yeah. But in reality, I'm just stealing all of this. Um, but yeah, they're starting off in a walled city. Uh, they don't know why the city is walled they defend the walls but they don't know from what and there's they are part of the group that goes out to try and like forage for supplies mm. and they're going to start like exploring the world and finding things sure but they just have this very limited understanding of the world and that's where we're starting so they didn't go like all right so six thousand years ago <laughs> right who yeah. yeah. went out. a volcano Yikes. went off and then <laughs> um but i think that's a really cool like i even for new players, I was worried about doing it with new players because they'd never played an RPG before. And I was like, maybe I'm putting too much of a burden on them. Sure. But I'll just kind of go in and start asking questions and see where it goes. Yeah. And they just immediately took it and started running with it. It was really yeah. cool. Great. Well, along these lines, too, in a session zero, if you wanted to world build, you, there are game systems that are specifically for this, like Microscope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could actually play another game. Uh, it doesn't matter what your actual campaign is going to be in, but you could play another game to build your game world collaboratively. Uh, which is kind of a, a cool way to utilize a session zero, I think. Yeah, that's another great way that you could yeah do mm-hmm. the world building part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the final thing we have on our list is setting expectations. Yes. So this is uh, uh, setting expectations for your players mm-hmm. and sort of the tone of your game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's very basic things like how often are we going to meet? What time are we meeting? Who's bringing the snacks? Are we ordering pizza? Are <laughs> we chipping in? Have, you have to do that then. I mean, if you yeah. don't, so many people are like, well, we'll like figure it out. We'll just communicate and see like when yeah. everyone's free yeah. week to week. That doesn't work. Yeah. That is, that is, I mean, for some people, I won't say it doesn't work ever. For some people, maybe that does work. But sure. time and time again, I have seen, I've experienced and I've read about people who are like, you have to set up a regular meeting time. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to know like, this is my game night right. in advance. Yeah. Or else their uh, life is going to happen and your your game is never going to be up. So yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. How often are we going to meet? What night are we going to do it? How long are we going to play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that stuff. Like, what are, yeah. are we eating ahead of time? Are we eating yeah. here? Organize that stuff in a way that works for you. Like, I started a Facebook group for mine, and that worked perfectly because you can put up, you know, an event. Anytime you have a game, you can say how long it is, where you're meeting, any right. other details. And then when you're not using that kind of stuff, you can also just post fun things about your game. Yeah. Right. Like, I had a guy who uh, did a journal every week. Like, he hand wrote a journal for every wow. session. And that was, he just posted every, he took a photo of every page and posted it up. Hmm. So we could go back and just read those. If That's we really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was super invested and I was super happy to have a player like that. But yeah. uh, have a space where you can have that stuff happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then sort of like you two were saying earlier, um, you also set expectations of this as a GM mm-hmm. with, with your level of enthusiasm yep. and, and uh, what you're bringing to the game. Like you mm-hmm. kind of give people... Uh, advanced knowledge of what your game is going to be like. Now, having said that, you don't have to be, like, a hyperactive, like, you know, just just like, oh, my God, you guys are so excited about this game. You know, do what comes naturally to you, but you're, you're, you're signaling whether you mean to or not to your players what it's going to be like to play with you. If you're, if you're kind of laid back and chill and that's the way you like to run games, um, not only are you probably just like that as a person and that's going to come across, but also you might 
be open with your players about that. Like, hey, so the way I like to run games is I keep it kind of laid back. Uh, I just kind of like to, to relax and hang out and play this game with people. Is everyone cool with that? Like, is that's that's kind of the way I run things. Mm-hmm. And then you can find out ahead of time if some players are like, oh, like, I don't know. I like I really like to get into this kind of stuff. Like, I really like do, using character voices and, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Sure. Um, you can figure out, A, if the group is a good match at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, or, B, you can kind of tweak your own uh, settings a bit and go like, okay, cool. Um, I don't typically do stuff like that, but you seem really engaged about it. So, yeah, I'll try and make more of an effort to be aware of that and play with that stuff with you. I think so. And I think we touched on some of the other expectations too, but yeah, it's, it's player expectations from player to player too, you know, like, uh, what's, what's, what kind of things like, there are some players who are like, I don't, I'm uncomfortable with this kind of role playing or I'm uncomfortable with this or whatever. And, and that may not come up in a session zero, but it is a good opportunity to kind of be open about like, Hey, this is something that maybe we want to do for a very long time, which mm-hmm. means we're going to spend a lot of time together in yeah. a p- very particular way. Yeah. And it's important that everybody's having a good time. Cause that's really at the heart of it. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be having fun to yeah. some degree, you know, there's gotta be compromised, but still, um, yeah, I think it's a really great place to set that, that openness to at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it can also be a time to ask your players flat out, like we were talking about earlier, like, what are the things you enjoy? Like, what do you really want to do in this game? Right. So if, if you're, you know, if you're playing D&D and your characters are like, ah, oh, we're really into, like, we all watch Game of Thrones and we're really into, like, the intrigue at the, at the courts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You're like, oh, okay. I was prepping Dungeon Crawl, um, <laughs> so it's very good to know that right, because yeah. I'm going to need to shift gears. I was right. thinking, like, I and I did notice, yeah, you guys all put a lot of stuff into, like, bluff and diplomacy, so <laughs> that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you definitely don't want to show up for your first session uh, with a bunch of people that are expecting, you know, courtly intrigue and be like, all right, so you guys are in the mud pits <laughs> yeah. at the far end of the civilized lands. And they're like, I'm not dressed for this. <laughs> I'm royalty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a king. Uh, I mean, that's just another another useful thing about Session Zero is like you can let your players know what to expect and they can also let you know what they want. Right. Uh, and you have to be open to listening to that as a GM. Like, I'm not saying you have to bend or kowtow to what your players no. want, but you definitely need to be paying attention and asking them questions and getting a feel for what they like, because it may be different than what you're used to running, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. Yeah. But if it is something that is completely outside of your wheelhouse that you don't want to do, if it's not fun for you, that's also a good time to be like, I feel like you guys... Maybe you want a different kind of game than I can provide. Right. But maybe you have a friend who also runs games or, or something. Or maybe you can be like, I'm probably not the guy for this, but I'm more than happy to teach one of you how to GM. Right. Right. Uh, and then you guys can play that game. Um, and like, I can sit in and like, just sort of like be a co-GM for a little bit and then get out of your hair. Cause that does not sound like my cup of tea. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's really important because the more, uh, RPGs I play with the different GMs, the more I've really discovered what I like and what I don't like. And it's not, even necessarily about, you know, someone being a bad GM or a good GM. It's not that kind of comparison. It's just a focus thing. And it's important. It makes a really big difference for me in a game. Cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, I think we got that in one, uh, yeah. as they say. Yeah. I don't know if it applies oh. here, but I'm going to say it. Um, I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't you know, know if it does. Well, I think then it's time for... The, the question, question of the sword. 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 What do we got, Jordan? 
We got a question from the RPG subreddit. Mm. It's about kissing works? Uh, it is not. No, we didn't do that question. Uh, That's a really good question. It is. You go look for it. <laughs> yep. Look for the kissing orcs question. Can orcs kiss? Um, however, this is from user Orc Robot Ghost Samurai. Oh, well, similar then. What a cool name. That is a, that is a very involved name. It's very cool. <laughs> Uh, that's all one word, by the way. Orc, Robot, Ghost, Samurai. Uh, and the question is, how often do you like to level? Mm. And uh, Orc, Robot, Ghost, Samurai writes, I find that leveling by the book usually takes far too long as a DM or as a player. My current group plays once a week if we're lucky, and we level anywhere from once every two to four weeks. That's with generous bonuses from the DM. Do you guys like slower pacing, or do you speed it up? Um... So my immediate thought when looking at that is leveling every other session doesn't really seem like slow pace to me. That's oh, super no. fast for yeah. me, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is also probably a good thing to talk about in your session zero uh-huh. is to be like the speed of that you'll be advancing in this game because some people might be used to a very breakneck pace and they want to go super fast and get all the good stuff. But uh, I think uh, me personally, I love the lower levels where it's simpler and yes. just just a little cleaner, a little uh, uh, easier to understand all the abilities at the table. Well, I want to have time to figure out my current set of abilities, powers, whatever, before I start adding new things. Yeah. I mean, this and this is something we were talking about earlier, but this is an experience I had where I was playing in a game as a druid. And I and we were leveling up every every session, and I think we were playing Pathfinder. Yeah, we're playing Pathfinder, but I think it was were we playing once a week? Uh, we were playing weekly at that. Yeah, point. and I I was like I was none of my powers mattered to me because I didn't have any time. I was like I don't know I'm just going to use the same one over and over again because I can't I can't process all this new stuff, and and then by time. I figure something out. I have more new stuff. And the thing I just learned is pointless to use now. And it it made everything's nothing mattered to me. And I didn't care. And I really hated it because it took away the excitement of leveling up. Mm -hmm. And I, I also, I'm like you, I'm in general prefer simple. I want, I find myself in all aspects way more creative within boundaries, within a box, because then you have to take the few elements you have and do something really cool. When everything is open to me, I completely shut down. It's just yeah. not fun for me. I mean, I, I I think, you know, leveling maybe once every three or four sessions, that's that's potentially doable. It really depends on your group. Like, yes. I, I'm, I'm with you guys. Yes. I, I like to have some time when I'm playing to, like wrap my head around how to use these new abilities I got before I add a whole new suite of things to mm-hmm. it. But especially, especially if you're GMing for a player, a group of players who are new to RPGs, mm-hmm. don't make them level up every session. Yeah, they don't. barely even know what they're doing to begin yeah. with. Um, so don't force them to learn new mechanics and new things right. every week. You're going to scare them. Yeah. You're going to terrify them. Burn them out. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of games that don't even have advancement anymore. Like Which this is, like. It, it's, it can be interesting. Yeah. Some people like different things in our yeah. games. If your group is all about, like, let's get that, to that next level. Right. And if everyone's on the same page about it, then sure. Yeah, right. level up every week. Sure. But if that's fun for you guys, then do it. But in general... I, I very much appreciate a kind of a slower pace. Like yeah. sometimes as a GM, I, I have been really bad about going like, oh, I think, oh man, has it been, have I missed two levels of advancement? <laughs> that can't be right. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Like I'm just focused on other things. I'm not yeah. always as focused on advancement. So it's really reading the tone of your group. Yeah. I, I will say, I think there's value though too, uh, especially in a, a, a game system like D&D. 
at the beginning, I, it's a little better now, but just remembering my days of 3.5, uh, depending on your character, you you suck. Like, you can't do anything. Yeah. So I do think there's value, much like in video games, you know, where the first few levels come a little faster, but then as you build more, it takes longer and longer, which I think is built into the system. It but, is. But I think yeah. it's important to really, because... It's this, you know, same thing. You're like, okay, yeah, we're going to get up to level five. Okay, or whatever, level three. Uh, and, and, and then I want to stay there for a little while. And then the yeah. next one is little, you know, because, because again, they need to have value. Yeah. That was um, one of the weirdest things about second edition D&D is, yes, so there, the, the level scaling became ridiculous. It'd be like, oh, you need a thousand to get to level two. Uh, and then eventually it was like, oh, but to get from like five to six, you need like 380,000. <laughs> um, not only that, but all the classes um, leveled at different rates. Oh, so if you were a fighter, so if you were a fighter, you leveled up way quicker. Um, but if you were a wizard, it was like, no, you yeah. gotta wait. The fighter just gained three levels, but you've gained, yeah. you're almost at your next one. Yeah. You're like, what? Why? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will say if you can help it, keep it if you are doing a, a, a game where you don't do milestone leveling that we're talking about, where yeah. you actually track XP, mm -hmm. I would say keep it at the same for everyone yes. if you can help it. Because the last session, or not the last session, the last campaign I ran, I was tracking individually each person's, and I was also giving them bonuses for like stuff they did in the game, which felt really cool to them. Like they did something cool, I'd be like, you know what, you get 25 extra XP. Mm -hmm. And I also made it like a deterrent for other things. Like someone made a deal with a demon, and the demon, I literally passed them a note and said, if you accept this, you get 3,000 XP. And I'm like, it's going to be pretty bad, but you get all this. Mm -hmm. And they accepted it, but that also made like the characters be like, what are you doing for all this power? But the player's like, hey... They leveled up once before we did, and we don't like that. And I'm like, oh, crap. I turned them against each other. I kind of wanted it, but I didn't want it in the players' minds. But sure. uh, So I would try to keep that as level as possible. One uh, one for your sanity and two for the players uh, not at, at each other's throats yeah. at all times. So. Yeah, I really see more. I, I don't know. I think the more I've played RPGs, the less I care about leveling in general. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do, like... Like, uh, for some of my characters, I do get excited about getting some new things, but I don't know. I think my focus is more, I get more excited about the way the, the, uh, I'm playing the character than I do necessarily getting new things. It's more about the story developing to me that is exciting. Um, yeah, now that's all from our point of view. Like, yes, so like, definitely. Uh, uh, as with all of the things that we talk about on the show, your mileage may vary. You know your group and you know your play style better than we do. But yeah. the important thing that we always kind of come back to with stuff like this is like, know your group. If you don't know what everyone at your group likes, ask them what they like yes. and then read, read the room. Yeah. If everyone wants to level up all the time, do that. Yeah. Right. Um, if they don't, don't do that. No, like, yeah. just, you know, do what your group finds fun. Or, you know, you might have a group of players that some really want to level up all the time and care more about attaining things, and some are more interested in, in character. And, you know, find a compromise. But again, if you're open about that, yeah, yeah. Like, everybody's got a compromiser. You know, however many people at your table, and it's for everybody. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. yeah. Feels yeah. good. Feels good. This man. feels good. It right? does. Yeah. Good podcast, folks. Yeah, way to go, guys. Should we sign off? Uh, yeah, let's, but first let's all give each other a congratulatory handshake. Okay. Okay. Can you hear this handshake that we're doing? We're all shaking hands. We're shaking hands Shake, right shake the now. person next to you's hand. Yeah. yeah. If, you're, right if, you're, if you're sitting on a bus, uh -huh. just reach over. Or a steakhouse. Or a steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> bus or steakhouse is the two options. If you're in a car, podcast. wait till you're at the next red light and roll down your no, window. No, no, just crash into the person next to you. <laughs> reach out your hand. Uh, until next time, let's go! This podcast has been a Saving Throw production. You can connect with us on Twitter at exppointerspod, and you can follow each of the hosts on Twitter at their respective handles. 
Jordan is at Jordan Kellerman, Megan is at Megan Caves, and Grav is at Double GXG. You can also watch us streaming RPGs and more at the Saving Throw Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash savingthrowshow. If you want to listen to new episodes of this podcast early, consider becoming a Saving Throw Patreon backer. Patrons at the $10 and up level can listen to new episodes a week early. You can also help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you found it to get the word out. Thanks for listening.